welcome to the Discourse, where we all wear cardboard hats in a hamburger hell. Uh, I'm Jess. Joining me is Mark. Hi. Uh, and Julie. Hello. Uh, Holly could not be with us this week. Um, she's sleepy. Uh. <laughs> our, our cat <laughs> tortured Holly all night, and so she woke up and groaned and then said she'd get a record and mm. that's understandable sure she got like five hours of sleep i think so we we wish her a rest a good rest <laughs> we wish you rest. Not, 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 not a rest in peace that'd be that eternal <laughs> eternal rest now for wait. holly we just have to soldier on because we haven't recorded this podcast in two weeks it's yeah yeah, it's been a little bit. Been been a minute. Um, I have it's read... sadly not been one week. But... <laughs> it's been several weeks <laughs> since we read this book. Boy, has I we, when we were like getting ready, I was like pulling up the the website that I have the book on, and I was like, Jesus fuck, what happened in this book? <laughs> Basically, I um. So we're continuing Weird Sisters this week. Uh, for listeners, I sure hope this isn't your first episode. Um, cause you're, you're starting not. in the middle of a book. I hope, yeah, I hope this is, at least isn't your first episode of Weird Sisters, cause this is part four of that. Exactly, this is part four. Um, yeah, so I, just personally for me, um, I definitely read this once, and then was like, yeah, I'll just listen to the audiobook to, like, refresh myself, but now I've done that three times for the three times we were trying Christ. to record this episode. <laughs> so I've technically oh, no. heard this portion three times. So you've just memorized this portion. The wild part is no, absolutely not. <laughs> See, I was hoping for a dramatic recital now, like... Oh, no. Yeah. Actually, I I would love to talk about the audiobook that's that's posted on YouTube. Um, Shout-outs oh, yeah. to to uh, the Weird Sisters audiobook that's posted on YouTube. Um, the woman reading it does a really good job, I think. Uh, that's cool. Although, you know, obviously the comment section is, Oh, you know, I, I really prefer that other guy that does it. Yada yada, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I I don't think she does a bad job. Um, it's it's like a, the official audiobook. I think so. It's definitely so got the... um, parts where it says when you change the CD over. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the also page. Gonna say, are all those comments from wizards. <laughs> mm. Yep, yep. Everyone commenting. That they don't like when a woman reads a book is a wizard. I'm just gonna call very fragile men wizards now. You know, (laughs) I like it. Uh, So yeah, despite having uh, now read this part, read I say in in air quotes, um, like Mm -hmm. four times, I never improved my notes, Um, and I also haven't (laughs) looked at my notes in in three weeks. Um, So this this will be a, a very uh, communal effort on remembering the plot beats that happened. Yes. I'm glad I reread it today, this pod. Oh, oh good. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll all drive this car. Um... We, will, we will drive 75% of this car. There you go. Um, and, and we'll get it there. Uh, yeah. And then two of us will yell car at different times and cause the other person to swerve. <laughs> Precisely, yes. Um, and then we'll pass by some cows, and we'll all go cows. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we'll we'll have a good time. Love uh, cows. So we pick back up 
um, with the fool kind of checking in with the Duke and Duchess, um, and mm-hmm. uh, the the PR campaign against the witches has been working very well. Um, <laughs> the fool's been spreading nasty rumors, which I mm-hmm. I I kind of wish like we saw that scene where he's doing that because like he says he's doing right. it, but and you know obviously we got that crowd scene. Uh, at the castle before where where folks mm-hmm. were laughing at, at granny um but yeah like i wish we saw him doing this yeah um, i i feel like if this like in a different form of media this would just be like we would get like a montage of like true. him yeah. whispering in everyone's ear which like i'm surprised terry doesn't do because we've you know he he alludes to montages all the time he alludes to a montage in this that's reading. true that's um, true <laughs> So I'm like, why don't you show me how this this fool spreads gossip? Um, yeah, I do appreciate this part for basically the evolution of outright tyrant to politician mm. that the fool helps to create. Yeah, true. You know, and we get, of course, we get the thing that the fool is actually the fucking smartest person in the room, and he like he's explaining propaganda to the king and the queen, uh-huh. or the duke and the duchess, rather. Oh yeah, well yeah, because um. I I do I love the whole thing about well you guys want to cut down the forest right well you do that by com- you know saying that you're employing the sawmills and and doing hygienic Improving urban clearance security. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, tightening the scope of of banditism like you mm-hmm. do all these things by by you know phrasing them in this way and you fund it by raising taxes and telling people it's for safety. Exactly. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Thonking emoji. Hmm. Because mm. <laughs> that is that's that's fun. But I think, like the last reading, like the the Duchess is cartoonishly stupid. She's just like, like her her solution. To everything is just like vi- like sheer just straight up power and violence and like anything <laughs> yeah. outside of that. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's she's basically the Red Queen from the Alice in Wonderland. She really is. Like, yeah. I really as you say that, I realize that's what I've been picturing <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Lord Felmus just in his own world. He's not even he's only half listening to all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's still more concerned about salty porridge, like Yes. I do really like that detail that they're like the Duke's like, Man, I'm do I'm having a great day. No one's my porridge wasn't even salty last <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> love it there's no ghosts on the edge of my hearing trying to whisper to me oh it's a great day for me (laughs) my skin is moisturized my crops are yielded (laughs) my vibes have been cleansed (laughs) my witches are sultry (laughs) Uh, my hands are bleeding that one's one's not great um First, you saying that just made me think, rise and grind your hands. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's, it's true. That's uh, God. Important thing to hit on here because not, I mean, obviously I don't know how the rest of this, this book goes, um, but Terry does raise a flag for us of the Duchess asks, well, can you change what people think? Or, you know, can you change history? The right. The... The way that people thinks about things, um, and fools like, yeah, you know, I guess you could. Um, yeah, you could just change. Well, people only remember the history they're told. So if you just cha- like tell them a different history, then 
that's what history becomes. Or if you tell them plays, uh, dot, 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 um, you right. know, people, people will remember what you tell them. And I, I do, I like the, uh, the Duke kind of being off in his own, in his own world where he's like, oh, I saw a play once. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I saw a play once. Shit was tight. That's no, barely anybody died at all. Wow. I, there's also the little segment in here where like, you know, the fool is trying to explain the SAJS to these two really stupid people, and he 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 accidentally slips and talks about how they murdered the old king. <laughs> it's like, whoa, 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 wait. You didn't and he has to go into like this wild backpedal where he's like, no, I didn't. What? No, of course, no one saw you not do it. <laughs> uh, he's like, obviously, you 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 weren't there and the duchess is like weren't where uh weren't anywhere and she's like you idiot everybody's somewhere yeah (laughs) uh it's extremely good this really does feel like the department of defense explaining to the u.s government like hey if we just like fund say the new pitch perfect movie we can use as a recruitment tool Uh, i like hmm. movies yes yes exactly that's that's the point yes movies are good everybody likes movies yeah. as you can see mr president <laughs> as you can see uh amazing people like movies therefore military movies equals people like military mm, there you go by the transitive property uh yeah. pe- people will like it through, um, the, through the technique of superliminal <laughs> super hey you join the navy <laughs> Damn. Damn. I, for some reason, I want to join the Navy now. Damn. Um, so, yeah, the the Duchess basically tells the fool, hey, go go find me the best playwright in the land so that we can rewrite the story of how the king died. Right. We got we, we have to get the truth out. Exactly. It's it's Duke Felmet's If I Did It. Um. God, fuck. <laughs> it really is. If, if you think I did it, Holy no, shit. you don't. If you thought you saw me kill the king, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. And then we go... I like how we check in with the storm again. Yeah, the real char- main character of this book, the storm. <laughs> I mm. love the storm. So so it's... I was going to talk about this at the end, but I guess I can do it now. I'm, I'm really interested in, like, bringing it back to the all the Shakespeare stuff of, like, all the points that Terry has brought in to play with. So, like, the... We have, you know, the plays, the plays, the thing in which I'll catch the conscience of the king, which is this last scene. We have mm. the storm, which comes out of King Lear. And then we also have yeah. the, the forest for Macbeth. So I am really interested to see in how he works with all these things uh, for, for the latter half of the book here. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's cute. <laughs> I want to see where it goes. I, I think it's I just think it's neat. Um <laughs> <laughs> so we do we we check in with the storm and and we get its its little backstory the on down on its luck the storm is relatable the storm is very relatable storm's been uh wearing a cardboard hat and a hamburger hell <laughs> the storm the storm did did some work for exposure yeah it's true and the storm the storm's rethinking rethinking its career path so it's it's hanging out uh and then all the witches come to the the standing stone that's not there uh <laughs> you know where it would be um mm. and talk about what they're going to do with uh the duke here and i absolutely love nanny og being like yeah let's fucking curse him and 
Granny and Maggot right. are like, no, we're we're not gonna do that. And she's like, well, I'm gonna fucking curse him. Like, yes, yeah, like, yeah. you can't stop me getting a fucking strobe doll. <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna call him a motherfucker under my breath. Like, uh, I do, I do like that. They're like, fine, Maggot. Well, let's do your idea. What <laughs> what dumb bullshit do you want to do? And she's like, well, we should sing to the moon, probably. Oh, I hate that Granny hates the moon. Uh-huh. She's like, mm, I don't give a fuck about what that shiny bastard has to say. And it's like, what's the moon no. ever done for me? <laughs> what's, what's the moon ever done for me? I once saw a quote that's like, I don't have an inner child. I have an inner 80-year-old that just kind of hates everything and feels entitled and wants to go to bed at 8 p.m. I'm just like, man, that's a real Granny granny Weatherwax mood. Like, fuck <laughs> this. <Yeah. laughs> like, we all have a Granny Weatherwax inside of us. Like, I made that joke, mm-hmm. but I also went, you know what the fuck has the moon done for me? Now that I think about it. Like, yeah. She controls the tides. The tides are nice. That's true. Um, I do like the tides. Yeah. Yeah. She she's lit my way home on a dark night. I don't know. She's she's the been moon, there for me. The moon has done more I for me than the flashlight. government. It's true. It's true. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> if you she, she's if you don't the light like of my your, life, <laughs> if you don't like the moon, wait until you find out about the government. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh shit! <laughs> shit! I can't wait! I can't wait until Granny Weatherwax becomes fucking uh, an extremist or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes, she becomes like a flat earther. <laughs> like yeah. Oh no! Well, well a round earther in this. True. Yeah, gonna... True. A round earther. Um, she's like, did, there... did you know the god? The, god. the moon. <laughs> the moon is, are a, there is a spaceship. Canonically in this setting i think i think there might be i was gonna say i, I feel like holly mentioned it once like a long time yeah. ago round earthers That's like really the, the idea of a spherical planet being made known i think was in a previous book we read where it's like one of the potential earth yeah that's it's in one that of the crystals exist. that and simon makes for the the yeah, dungeon dimensions like, yeah and rinse was just like what what no what no <laughs> yeah like esk picks How? it up and is like what the fuck is this yeah Oh, it was S. Yeah, it's just like things would just fall off. Like it doesn't make any sense. Around Earth, <laughs> fuck that. Right. I I honestly think Rincewind would actually be the Round Earther because he would want physics to be real. True. And, yeah. <laughs> Once he figures out the idea of gravity and a core drawing people inwards, it's like, oh I, yeah, that would that would do it. I think mm-hmm. that Rincewind would have a lot, a lot of time, trouble with that because he's afraid of heights. True. That's also true. You feel like you, you just. You just have to trust that you're not just going to fly off the world. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> mm. And that's why Rincewind has anxiety. We check in with the fool who is on his way to return Grebo to impress Magrat. I, oh, well, first he, first he must free Grebo. Uh, <laughs> hashtag free Grebo. Uh, listeners, you can tweet hashtag free Grebo uh, at the discourse on Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fool is in full chainmail. <laughs> it's oh yeah, he goes and gets some of the dirty chainmail. Um, I love when he like opens the door into the room and like even darker darkness spills out of it. Advanced darkness. Um, mm-hmm. And then Grievo just drops on his head and <laughs> makes him have a heart attack. <laughs> um, I love uh, Lanker's royal vampire. Um, Queen Grimnir the Impaler, uh, and then Terry lists like five sets of dates. 
um, oh, right. for her reign. Uh, yep. And I know, I know he's not coming back to this, but my God. Terry. I, is this, this is a, a um, Castlevania type reincarnation setup where the, mm, yeah. the queen's castle just ra- raises every decade. There you go. <laughs> just like, Terry, tell me about the royal vampire, please. 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 Yeah. I just like the idea that this vampire's had to, like, wait until a generation dies, and it's like, okay, now I can come back. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, because I think what the, what the many dates is that is that someone kills her, but, like, they're not doing it right. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's something like that. She just keeps coming back. Yeah, that's so, some the lung didn't know where the heart was. Basically, it's like oh, you after like the fourth time, you still didn't figure out how to kill me. Um. Yeah, and Grievous fucking pissed, and he's he's out for blood, but then he he's fucking shocked because there's no he doesn't draw any blood when he's trying to destroy the fool. Uh, um, and yeah, and so like the. The fool, you know, talks to him nicely. He does. The fool, oh. the fool does like stupid baby talk, like Nanny Ox does. Exactly, but like Grebo likes it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, friend. Oh, uh, who's a good nice. boy then? <laughs> does you want to go home? Oh, does you want to go? Mr. Door is open. Mm-hmm. Hello, Guibo. <laughs> I agree. I love that Guibo's reaction to to liking him is to just grip onto his head as hard as he can. <laughs> it's extremely good. I love um in the audiobook uh I'll have to like pull out this exact t- I don't have it pulled up right now. Um mm. I'll put it in the episode description. But like the part where <clears throat> she reads what everyone else you know, says about Grebo, where it's like, ah, yeah, yeah, you bastard. She's so, yeah. it's yeah. extremely good. Um, <laughs> I really, I love that Terry Pratchett was able to put that into writing, like, the frantic nature which people are like, ah, get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> Where people are just like, ah, get the fuck out of here, you stupid cat. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get all you fucking bastard. <laughs> it, it's like the same... Uh, reaction people have when they walk into a cobweb, no matter how scared of spiders they might be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, or it's like or like when a moth flies in your face. Oh, mm. yeah, it's like, ah! <laughs> God. Uh, and then I, I do like like the fool like walks out of like the main gate, and the the, the guards just yeah. like he like, passes the guards, and they just turn to each other, and they're like, "Man, just went past with cat on his head." It was the fool. Well, someone's got to do it. Yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> it's job. It's a living. <laughs> Walking around with a cat on your head, you know. We cut back to the witches that, like, they're debating cursing the duke. And they're like, no, nah, that's stupid. Let's not do that. Yeah. Um, we do uh, talk about how Nanny's house is, is filled with all the ghosts that she brought yes. back from the castle. Um and they're just Shoot. ghost house ghost house everyone everyone just decided to crash at nanny og's house uh-huh and she's <laughs> like she's like god it's so fucking noisy at my house there's all these spirits <laughs> and they're just crying and complaining to me they won't shut the fuck up but are all of these ghosts your friends <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of them friends and well-wishers uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Granny says, "All right, well, you know, we'll we'll go get 
the king's son and we'll have a proper succession and and that's what we'll do um right and nanny's like well we can't do that because he's a baby you know in yes. 15 years we can right if you if you put him on the throne when he's when he's a kid he'll just get murdered immediately exactly <laughs> can't have a baby the way king. you just yeah, the way you describe putting a helpless lamb on top of a mountain in like fucking hawk territory like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah and granny's like no remember alice demirage mm-hmm. and nanny hawk's like oh shit <laughs> oh like, fuck you mean real magic <laughs> uh black alice um which i i thought when we were talking about when he mentions like black alice i'm like oh is she like a dark witch i'm like we haven't talked about like like the right. concept of Good and not, evil witches. like an evil witch like right i'm like ooh ooh um <laughs> you got excited <laughs> I, oh yes i was i was ooh, a little evil bit. witches now um, we're talking now we're t- come on terry let's oh, go real goth shit Ooh, that real goth shit <laughs> yeah real goth hours <laughs> black alice is the one who wears the the fucking witch doc martens that we looked up yeah exactly <laughs> uh but uh black alice is essentially like She's the fairy godmother. As she's the fairy godmother. Yeah, she's she's every witch from every fairy tale, because mm-hmm. um, they do they run through like like all the tropes. Um, you know where she turned a pumpkin into a, a carriage and she did some glass slipper shit. She said she said the palace to sleep. Her... Yeah, she 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 is every witch um, in yes. in fairy tales. Uh, which she's I love. Extremely powerful. She lived in a, a real gingerbread cottage. Uh, until a couple kids uh, threw her in her oven. Um, so we have right. seen her house. We saw her house in The Light Fantastic. Um, oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I I fondly recall it. As I was reading it, I was like, oh, fuck. She's over in Scund, which is where they were. And she lived <laughs> in that fucking cottage. Um, and, and, and it's empty because you try selling a murder house in that in the woods. Like. <laughs> you yeah. try selling a murder house out in the woods. Like... Great location. <laughs> Beautiful view, self-sustaining. Um, just one thing, you know. Uh, now I do have to tell you, there was a murder I, here. I am legally. How worried just... are you about youth gang violence in the area? <laughs> youth mm. violence in the area. God. If you're not an evil witch, should be fine. Like, yeah. I don't think you have to worry about it. Um, should is not a legal guarantee uh, <laughs> it's, I, it's we like are how, not liable we are not liable <laughs> it's like how in new orleans like their real estate signs will either say haunted or not haunted like love it <laughs> uh that's Fuck i yeah. i think that's that's specifically a new orleans thing that they do that um that rules actually it's extremely good yeah um i and they're like why did, well why did they call her black alice her fingernails and her teeth. She had lived in a gingerbread cottage. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, like she's she's not evil. She just you know had bad dental hygiene, which I right. guess is fine. She was British. True. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I didn't even think God. about that. Uh, uh, but like, and Granny's like, well, she didn't really put the castle to sleep. She just skipped time ahead, so everyone thought they had gone to sleep for eight hours or whatever, mm-hmm. or a hundred years. I think it was actually. Uh Fine. yeah, she, so she did the castle for a hundred years. She put them on right. Years everyone outside of, to everyone outside of the castle, it was like nothing happened for a hundred years. Yeah, no, it's like 
gee, that castle's awfully quiet. Wonder what's going yeah. on over there. Uh, but yeah. for, every, for everyone inside, it was just, like, minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, I don't think that I understood that until, like, the third time I was, like, mm. reading through this. Where I was just like, I don't think I get exactly what... Like, I get that it's a time skip thing. But, like, yeah. I don't... I didn't understand, like, the suggestion of what that would be like. <laughs> Right, Until, yeah. like, the third time. Because Granny, Granny is like, she's like, no, that's just a stupid, like, urban legend. Like, what really happened is that she did a time skip. Yeah. yeah. And she, Granny's very, like, bitter about it. Like, she's like, she's like, oh, everyone thinks she's so great. All she did was skip time. All she did was alter the fabric of reality a little bit. And everyone shits themselves. <laughs> time is always going to be a bullshit discussion i do appreciate mm-hmm. that one ryan johnson movie looper where it's just uh, they yeah. entirely skip that discussion with just bruce willis from the future being like no no we're not talking about it because otherwise we're going to be here for three hours and making diagrams of straws mm-hmm. i'm not doing this like <laughs> don't later. think about it <laughs> just don't think about it it's fine <laughs> don't worry uh, it exists that's all you need to know about it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm Kind of what I thought this was going to be was, like, a manipulation of everyone's perception. Because, like, that's... Right. That's sometimes how, how passage of time works, is, is you right. know, a, a manipulation of, of people's perceptions, which is very right. much witch magic. So I was like, was right, she cause... just going to make everybody think that time passed like that? <laughs> right, because that's, that's what Magrat, like, thinks. She's like, oh, like, because, you know, so, so, sometimes time goes very quickly and sometimes it goes slow so but at the, you know how are you gonna alter everyone's perception and granny's just like no we're just gonna do real magic no it's it's just magic magic <laughs> yeah and so so granny's granny's plan is just skip time forward 15 years so that tom 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 john <laughs> excuse me tom, tom. <laughs> is is 18 so he can he can like ascend the throne yeah exactly um but in order to do this uh, Granny would have to fly around the entirety of the kingdom um, all in one night before the sun rises, or before cock crow, which is uh, important to note. <laughs> yeah, because originally Nanny Og's like, oh, okay, you can just like just do the castle or whatever, and then Granny's like, no, we're going to do the whole country. Yeah. And, and Nanny's like, excuse me? <laughs> She's like, nah, if we just do the castle, like, that mf is still technically in charge and i'm not doing that shit everything else will still be bad for that that time period exactly she's like it would be this level of bad for 15 years which is already too bad so the the problem that they're running into is that there's no way for grant like they have to do it all like before the sun rises or whatever mm-hmm. and there's no way that granny's gonna be able to do that on her shitty broom like, on her shitty broom that sucks <laughs> before you know with that she can't carry enough magic to like enough fuel for her broom to be able Mm. to do that and then granny has a fucking terrible awful idea (laughs) she tells them the horrible Uh plan yeah uh i i love this um brief shot that we get with the fool just like wandering around in the swamp right he just has grievo on his head he's just completely fucking lost in the swamp yeah because like an idiot, he thought, "Oh, a cat will lead me home." It's like, n- no, 
No, that's not how yeah. it works. He's like, oh yeah, the cat can find his way home, but uh, I'll bring it to Magrat so I can impress her, because right. she'll, oh, she'll he, like he, it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Right, because the thing is, he could have brought it right back to Nanny Og's house, but the only thing, the only reason he's doing this is so that he can be like, look how cool I am, Magrat. Mm. You like cats. Magrat, please notice I me. I brought a cat. <laughs> I saved a cat. Like me. Uh, please like me. Um, and I, I absolutely adore Grebo being like, oh, we're going for a walk, huh? Yeah, I like it over here. It's cool. Thought yeah. we would just go home, but love to have an adventure with my with my new friend. <laughs> I love that for um, him. And then, and then, like he he like takes Grebo off his head and puts him down. He's like, okay, now like guide us home, please, Grebo. And Grebo's just like, this sucks. Bye. <laughs> and then just leaves. And the fool the fool immediately loses track of him. And he's like, well, <laughs> great. Now now I'm out here in the swamp. Guess I'll Chill. die. Guess I'll become a guess I'll become a peat mummy. Uh, I guess I'll become just a a bog man. Yeah. Dolphins always help sailors. You're all gonna die. <laughs> uh, truly. He's gonna just wandering through the fucking swamp like an idiot. Like a fool, specifically, like a fool. Yeah. Gotta make that clear. True. So Magrat is uh just hanging out on her broom. Uh, looking around. Um, I love how we talk about, um, like, Granny's, I almost said driving style. I guess it is technically her driving style. It really yeah. is. Um, where she just thinks that no one else in the sky has any rights. Um, including yeah. mountains. Including the mountains. She wakes up every morning and chooses violence when she gets on that room. <laughs> she 1, really does. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'm just going to fly. Granny Weatherwax is, I'm just going to do this. And if you are in the way, then that's your fault. (laughs) That's your your own fault. (laughs) I honestly, again, love the fact that Granny Weatherwax is based off of Terry Pratchett's, like, real-life grandmother. And it's like, he probably has some wild car rides going to, like, school or, like, sports practice with her or something. Mm -hmm. Have we talked about that before? I didn't, I don't remember that. I feel like I've brought it up before once or twice, but I'm not sure if I brought it up on this podcast or maybe okay. just maybe I just forgot. Yeah, I I I know we talked about Esk being based on his daughter, um, but I don't mm. I don't think yeah, we talked it, about Granny being literally his Granny. <laughs> it's, yeah, amazing. he very much he very much grew like grew up a lot at his grandmother's house, and that was just what it was like with that his rules. grandmother. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Uh, I don't remember the scene very well, but there's that scene in Gravity Falls where Stan's driving them around. I, for- mm-hmm. I forget where they're going, but like he's he's got fucking cataracts or whatever, yeah. and he's just like, "What he's- is that? A pigeon?" <laughs> like <laughs> he just drives off the road. <laughs> he drives like through the guardrail. Exactly. Um, yeah. My notes that I wrote, you know, three weeks ago, do say Granny drives like that fucking penis comic. <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's like described her as she's like just like lying full length on her broom with just like a devilish look on her face like, right oh god <laughs> but I, I love the description of like the granny comes hauling ass and with a doppler distorted cry of stop dreaming girl <laughs> <laughs> Such a good description. Yeah, because you can hear her coming a mile away, but 
she already zipped the fuck past you. Mm-hmm. Oh. I also love the description as well that she has altered like the flight patterns of native birds. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, the birds have learned to fly upside down so they can see behind them in case she's coming. Oh god! <laughs> and also, we, this is also like we get the bit where we learn that she fucking yelled, screamed at the dwarves until they made her broom like super fast. <laughs> I d- oh, the, my favorite thing is the line where Magrat's, Magrat says, I hope she hasn't happened to someone. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's extremely good. I love that. Uh, I I really love the way Pratchett, he doesn't just personalize, like, um, anthropomorphize or personalize things. He humanizes things that aren't human, and then very much in a good way dehumanizes people to yeah. really get a point across about mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, it's like the same thing that, like, Nanny Og was saying before. Like, no one ever worries about Granny Weatherwax. They worry about what's, what she's doing to other people. Yeah, yes, yeah. This Is this also the part where... Oh, actually, no, it's it's right after the, the mid-air refueling um, mm-hmm. of the broomstick. Um, so, yeah, they, they do, like, you know touch hands and and transfer magic but uh granny just completely drains magrat's broom yeah <laughs> so she starts falling out of the fucking dick move stuff. like Mag- magrat's like um i have to get down and granny's like well too bad fucking chump figure it out <laughs> well, well she's like magic. well that shouldn't be hard <laughs> yeah she's you're like i meant safely <laughs> like you're a witch also I'll... give me the fucking cocoa <laughs> yeah i really like as well magrat's very charitable rationalization like it should make you feel bad when granny weatherwax happens to you but also kind of gives you a bit more confidence because you're like you know what she she kind of thinks i should just fucking deal with it so maybe i should just fucking deal with it yeah like, she she believes right. that you can like because she doesn't <laughs> give a shit she's just like no nah, they can handle it like don't believe yeah. in yourself believe in the me who believes in you <laughs> like, yes believe in the granny weatherwax who doesn't care about you <laughs> <laughs> believe in the granny weatherwax who doesn't give a shit about your problems and thinks they're nothing and chump change yeah <laughs> it's very good i i love that like magrat's so naive she's like wow granny's so amazing and granny's like who are you <laughs> uh so yeah so magrat is is plummeting possibly to her death um i like the bit where she does a change spell which is just thinking that this isn't a problem and it works she's yep. like no yep. it's fine <laughs> right this, this, this is fine she just it's it's just compartmentalizing <laughs> i i've literally this is i've offered this advice to like students with anxiety since i also have it i'm just like you have to like at one point just tell yourself i am not the first person this problem has happened to oh yeah and if that's the case there are, have to be solutions because if other people have survived this I can fucking get through it. Uh-huh. So if other people have had their flights completely fucked over by <laughs> weird snowstorms, Granny Weatherwax has happened this, right? to other people, and they're fine. <laughs> and they were fine. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not fine, but they they will survive. But they survived. Sometimes God. shirt that Most says "I survived Granny Weatherwax," <laughs> <laughs> and all I got was this lassie shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, but we would make bank off of that. And oh, God, <laughs> fucking Magrat's solution is she like she like noses up the broom like at the last second, and then like 
as it starts to fall into like the fucking forest she just like lets go of it and it's just like well hope i land on something soft god uh and she does she lands on the fool um yes it's really good crushes this man (laughs) fucking fucking destroys him yeah i do like the paragraph about um like the two major gods of the forest of of hoki who we know oh yes um we terry has mentioned uh done manifesting (sighs) several times um do we get like Uh, more lore on that julie uh i not from what i can recall but i've read way less than holly Mm. from the discord series um because yeah i've mostly focused on the death stuff and the god stuff okay fair all right, I, was I will just say, about her, and the, her and the Hunted is an amazing um, <laughs> reference to Her and the Hunter. Yes. Which is a piece... I love that he... I've heard no one else ever reference Her and the Hunter in anything. It's extremely <laughs> good. Uh, this fucking piece of old English folklore from Shakespeare. I mean, this would Throwback. be the book to do it in. Like Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's It's very fun. Literally the god of going oof to whenever, like, a squirrel gets eaten. <laughs> yes. That's rough, buddy. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So Magrat, Magrat lands on the Fool, and they, they actually talk for a little bit. Because um, uh, <laughs> she, like, destroys his hat, and he's like, oh, no, the bells are all fun. Oh, no. They're, he's, right. they're both like velma-ing like down in the mud <laughs> trying Jeez. to find his hat or yep. whatever the fun th- yep. yeah like <laughs> uh, i love that they get fucking like two three meat cutes in this book they really yeah they just keep doing it like mm-hmm. i can't we can't keep meeting like this um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah magrat's like well we're not lost because witches are never lost so we'll just uh find a hill and, and figure out where we are and she mm-hmm. does take a look at the fool as uh nanny suggested like as an actual man and she's like oh no he's like an actual dude he just acts like a fucking dummy he's just constantly hunched over so it always looks like he's capering right <laughs> yeah oh everything he's doing is a, a play um <laughs> right there is as much as i've come to dislike a lot of this run of doctor who there is at least a nice like moment in the matt smith run when like uh, his companion character Amy Pond is like describing like why she kind of went with a dopey guy as her husband when she clearly was infatuated with the doctor and it's just like oh yeah you know there are these really beautiful people you meet and then you talk to them for like five minutes and they're just kind of nothing mm-hmm. but then you talk to someone and it's like ah oh, they're fine but then you really start to look at them and it's like no actually you're kind of beautiful yeah. in like your own way mm-hmm. and like I think that's actually quite nice to think about like. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes a solid six is good, you know? Like, <laughs> reliable. A reliable six. Wow. <laughs> uh, but I I love the fool being like, uh, yeah, you know, I'll stick around with you. Just want to make sure nothing bad happens to you. Just want to um, make sure you're okay. Yeah, I just want to make I'm, sure you're I'm okay. Great. Like, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I was out here on purpose. I'm loving it, actually. <laughs> Uh, I love swamps. <laughs> Granny is is just fucking hurtling through the mountains here, um, causing avalanches. Honest to God, she like looks down into a ravine and is like, 
I wonder if the land knows what I'm doing. <laughs> wonder if it cares. <laughs> nope. Nope, it doesn't. Sure hope I don't die. Right. She's like, she's like, mm, I wonder if the land would like cut me a break and not fucking kill me if I land on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to do that. The saying over the dog bites hardest the veterinarian's hands is really good. It's, <laughs> it's very good, yeah. And then <laughs> Nanny Ogg's just fucking crunk, because of course she is. <laughs> She's just crunk up on her broom, <laughs> yeah. just big chilling, uh, mm-hmm. waiting for, for Granny to show up. And yeah, Granny manages to find her in all these clouds by like just her, her loud singing about the hedgehog. Um, <laughs> Nanny Ogg knows one song, and it's this one. Really? Learn another song, Nanny. <laughs> uh, so she, you know, they try to do. <laughs> now I'm thinking of Nanny Og. Like anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's the song about fucking a hedgehog, and everyone's like, Nanny, no, not again. <laughs> Every time she sings it, she adds more verses. Yeah, I don't know how she does it. <laughs> uh, it's magic. That's true. God, Nanny Og would love the comedy Bang Bang song, The Monster Fuck. Oh, I'm not familiar with this song. <laughs> it's literally just a bit about, like, the creator of the Monster Mash going like, no, 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 my original song was actually this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and every time they bring on this character, he's like, no, no I promise you it's not this song. <laughs> okay, so it was The Monster Fuck. <laughs> It's pretty good. Oh, it's a very good bit. It's very good. It's like one of the three comedy bang bang bits of this too. I'm scared to listen to more because, like, I don't know if anything can top that. That's really good. That's true. That does sound very good. I think I will listen to one comedy bang bang bit, and it will be monster fuck. <laughs> if you have to listen to one comedy bang bang bit, let it be the monster fuck. Oh, that's extremely good. There's um. <laughs> There's have you either of you ever seen the show uh, Superstore? I've um, heard about it. I got recommended it recently. I've mm. seen, like, trailers or whatever for it, but I've never watched it. Okay. It's decent. I watched the first season, which was really interesting, but then um, okay. I, I fell off. But my, my roommate watched it for a long time, um, and I guess in a, in a later season, later than I saw, there was, like, a Halloween episode where, like, the the store... So they... The premise is that they work at like a a Walmart knockoff, um, and it's you know right. like a a workplace comedy about working at the the knockoff Walmart and and retail hell and and all of that. The first season ends. They try to they strike. They try to form a union. Um, so there's a there's a lot of really funny stuff about the company union breaking them. Um, mm. It's it winds up being funny, funny. And by funny, you mean <laughs> depressing. Depressing, but like. There's this extremely, like, cringe corporate propaganda movie that they get shown of, like, mm. an, an animated cloud. Because it's Cloud Nine is the name of the store. So, like, the corporate mascot is, like, this cloud. Oh. It's like, oh, I, I don't want anyone hurting my family. All the employees are my family. <laughs> oh my like, it's it's extremely good. Um, but there's, there's a Halloween episode in, in a later season that the playlist that and i say playlist very broadly the playlist that the store has only has one song and it's called Great. halloween surfboard um <laughs> it's so fucking Holy good shit. that has that has big uh werewolf or mitzvah energy it really does it's extremely good yeah 
Um, Halloween surfboard. I think about it all the time. Um, because yeah, it's it's I don't a blame you. That's really good. <laughs> it's it's extremely good. Um, I I I mean those, I... that sounds like a song that you would love. It's no. It's the combination ex- of the beach. Oh my if, god! If, yes. if the Beach Boys were a Halloween song, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's it's clearly Monster Mash, but it's about you know a uh, <laughs> uh, monster party at the beach. Um. Great. <laughs> Dracula was putting on moon tan lotion. Like <laughs> it's it's extremely good. That's really good. I'm gonna That's... have to. I'll I'll find it and I'll I'll send it to y'all and I'll probably put it in the episode notes as well. Um, so, you know, uh, getting back to Discworld, um, Nanny and Granny try to do, like, another midair refueling, but then Granny's broom just fucking explodes and she goes ragdolling off into the abyss. Right. She, I think she flies through, like, a cloud or something and it, like, freezes. Yeah, but, like, the, the the way the scenes are cut, it's really interesting. So, like, if you're reading closely, you know what happened, where, like, she flew through all these clouds and then, like, up into the cold, so it freezes her broom up, but they don't actually say that until, like, the next time we come back to them. Um, right. So, like, I, just in the middle of this conversation, just, she goes flipping off into the, right. into the clouds. And then the, the fool and Maggot are sharing a romantic moment. Yes. Um, so they they go on a, a real date, deep and meaningful. A yeah. date in the swamp, essentially. Um, this is <laughs> this is Shrek to me. <laughs> oh, you know. Um, no. I I love Magrat being like. So you've been a fool a long time, then, or? <laughs> and the fool must so, be fun. The fool's like, yeah, I fucking hate it. I want to die. <laughs> he fucking hates it so <laughs> like, much. <laughs> It's like okay. Um. It's like when you ask someone, like in a retail job, like how how work is. They're like, uh, they're like, oh, I'm depressed. <laughs> I love uh, the sentence. Um, the sound of two suits of bells shaken in anger still haunted his memory. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God! T- right. Two suits of bells shaken in anger. Because <laughs> he's, he's talking about how. Like his dad and his grandfather had a falling out when he was a kid, and they, like they don't talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. He was he was raised by his granddad, right? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Right. His, 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 dad his dad fucked like, off to Quorum. Right. He went to go fool around in Quorum. Um. Shut up. And s- <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you drive now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um and so Magrat's like oh well that sucks that your dad's gone uh it must be fun to be a fool though right yeah Magrat keeps trying to be like positive and the fool's just like totally not he's like no selling it he's just good. like fucking hate it actually he's fucking thousand yard stare gonna tell us about the guild yeah <laughs> Like, I love, like, it's so funny, because Magrat's trying to just, like, make polite conversation, and the fool's just not letting it happen at all. (laughs) The fool's just like, actually, I hate everything about my family and my job and my life. Yeah. I hate all of these things. (laughs) We get the the sketch here of, um, the the Guild of Fools being just a, a 
brutalist compound. Um, yeah, it's it's like the most strict and miserable guild, and like he's like thinking dreamily about like, man, I wish this in the Assassins Guild. They have fun there. You, they might die when like you have like uh your end of term exams, but you're still laughing afterwards. You get to fucking play dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Damn, the, those fucking slackers over at the Assassin's Guild, they have it so easy. <laughs> oh, I love the paragraph about um, the juggling, where, like, it's, yep, yep. <laughs> it's like, you're supposed to be good at it so that you can pretend that you're bad at it, but, like, the fool's not good at it. <laughs> so it's... We'll be bad at it when, like, you throw in knives and fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. where it's, it's like, it's, you, you have the audacity to just not even be any good at it like right i do also like that it's just academia hell as well yeah like oh yeah like the, you have to rote memorize just... all of these fucking tenants or otherwise you'll be fucking <laughs> slapped across the face like rumors of the outside world talked about in hushed whispers about like oh my god they just like they laugh and it's not in cadence or in rhythm like uh-huh. they're just, they they're just they out just there tell telling jokes they, unauthorized they're freestyling jokes they're just yeah. freestyling the difference uh, between theory and practice exa- yep exactly yep um i love the bit where um in your in your last year at the at the fool I am. I might not say Joker College. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the Foolatorium. The Foolatorium. And your last year at Joker College, you're allowed outside. Um, and and the fool describes that like he saw, you know, all these different people in the city. You know, and we get the all descriptions the trade of people. Yeah, all the trades folks. So we get uh, uh, wizards moving like dignified carnival floats. Um, Surviving assassins, foppish, giggling young men in black silk as sharp as knives underneath. He'd seen priests, their fantastic costumes only slightly marred by the long rubber sacrificial aprons they wore for major services. Love it. Um, Every trade and profession had its costume, he saw, and he realized for the first time that the uniform he was wearing had been carefully and meticulously designed for no other purpose than to make its wearer look like a complete and utter pillock. Um, So I, I do like this observation that he's like, no... All of all of the people working must wear some form of costume. I just look like an absolute dumbass. But like, right? The thing is, wizards also look like an absolute dumbass. If you walking yes. around like a fucking carnival float, I'm like, yeah. It's the the grass is always fucking greener, no matter what. Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 And like, and then we get the little a little bit about how his fucking grandfather abused him. <laughs> yep. yep. It's not very yep. jolly. Yeah, no, it's, but, like, that's, you know, when he committed to being just the absolute fool in his fool possible, like. He persevered precisely because he had absolutely no talent. Oh. Which is depressing and relatable. (laughs) Oh, what a move. This this whole bit reads so much like that fucking shitty movie Whiplash, but with being a Mm. fool, like, just. J.K. Simmons screaming at you with like a fucking Jets yeah. hat on, being like, "Again!" Oh damn my it. god! Yes. In 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 the adaptation of of Weird Sisters, uh, J.K. Simmons a hundred percent plays Brother Jape, the the man with a, a soul like cold boiled string, fucking who teaches juggling. <laughs> like, I love how they're all all the all the fucking um like professors at the the fools guilds have our name like professor or brother jape and brother like whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they all have stupid good. giggling names 
brother brother prankster <laughs> i'm i've got to retool my entire goddamn warhammer space marine chapter to be this theme of like god just... <laughs> fucking <laughs> i mean at that at that point you're just doing the dark carnival uh, shit fuck god damn it god the fool was raised by fucking juggalos oh my oh, god that's why he's so miserable <laughs> no, but Juggalos are somewhat anti-racist, so they seem a little bit cool. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I'm Juggalos are fine. Uh, if you're a Juggalo fine. and you're listening, we have nothing against you. That's true. No, genuinely not. Wasn't, um, didn't, didn't the whole insane clown posse thing turn out to be like, not, not a deep fake, but like, it was all just secretly <laughs> Christianity? Is, yeah, that's, that's definitely a big part of it. That, that I, was well, just I feel like it's not be. secretly Christianity, but I think it's like that's just been like a major influence. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't, I couldn't remember if like people didn't think about it for a really long time and then just like realized and were like, oh, surprised by it. Sometimes I'm surprised by what su- people are surprised by. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That yeah. also feels like a shirt. I'm just saying, like that. That's kind mm. of a perfect quote to put on a shirt. <laughs> The, lo- the the fool gets the bladder of honor. He is the valedictorian. Just just throws it in the toilet when he gets home. He's like, "Fuck this! <laughs> yeah. The best fucking fool on the planet. Fuck this!" And the the fool's like, "Oh, well, like, how did you get to be a witch?" And she's like, "Oh, I just magic just said you're a witch now. Please." Yeah, a goody wimper just came into town um, and just picked me. Like, the crap chooses you. He's like, well, like, how do you know when you're actually a witch? And she's like, when people fucking treat you like one. Um, yeah. Which, if they ever do, like, which is, it's it's unfortunate. Um, so a lot of this reminds me of, like, I think it's similar to the stuff with Nigel and Kanina in the last book, but, like, I don't know with actual character behind it, um, mm-hmm. where it's it's, like, two people with very different relationships to building an identity, and so, like, one mm-hmm. done under very, like, strict and, and rigid, you know, rules, like like The Fool, versus, like, another person with barely any guidance at all. Um, yeah. It, like, it makes sense. Like, you feel like they're actually getting to know each other, because they're, like, comparing experiences and, like, understanding why why they have different views. Yeah. And they're, like, both trying to live up to, like, this old guard, um, mm-hmm. when, like, you know... Yeah, but but like two very different old guards. <laughs> like, I there is a fucking line in here where Magret says like, I would like I thought they would treat they would treat me more like a witch after I did that cool spell where I blew up that door in the hallway. It was pretty cool. <laughs> and then the fool says, "Married was a rite of passage." <laughs> Pretty sorry, a, I can't she, turn it off. Like she did a spell in the hallway, <laughs> and then like she just looks at him, and like he's just like, anyway, <clears throat> that was super cool. Um, anyway, yeah. this is also where Magrat brings up like, uh, hey, can you like stop working for the Duke, like, because he's bad. Have you just have you ever thought about just like stopping? Maybe like, stop like... helping the Duke like torture people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, but I'm his fool, you know, I have to be loyal and this and that. And she's like, that's really stupid. Right. <laughs> and he's like, if I've got to be a fool, I've got to do it properly. 
that that's really all fools are bastards. All f- <laughs> <laughs> the fool is a bootlicker by profession. That's true, a professional bootlicker. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then, rather than addressing that, the fool's like, "Uh, hey, what if we kiss?" Um, good <laughs> girls. <laughs> girls, I heard of them. Um. And I absolutely love like the the angel and demon that that Magrag gets briefly on her shoulders. Right. <laughs> yep, yep. Of Nanny and Granny. <laughs> and then he's like, "You're the master of every situation you're fucking in." She doesn't say no, but <laughs> Granny's like, "Eh, eh." <laughs> Other way around, isn't she? Nanny is the one who's like, Ooh-hoo. "Oh, did I say it the wrong way?" Yeah, I said it yeah. the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- <laughs> yeah, but of course Nanny Og is like, ooh, hubba hubba. <laughs> what would Nanny tell me to do? She'd tell me to get it. Nanny would tell you to get your fuck on. That's what she would tell yeah. you to do. Exactly. What would Nanny uh, tell me to do? I don't know. I can't repeat I can't repeat it because Nanny would never say it in front of me. <laughs> it's it's just the fucking uh like Uncle Sam Lord uh, Nelson, I want you, but it's Granny, it's Nanny Og. We're like, Nanny Og wants you to fuck. Mm. Damn. <laughs> Nanny, I'm trying. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and she's like, she's like, well, he's like, well, I turn into a frog if I kiss you. And she's like, let's find out. Let's find out, baby. <laughs> and then a Coldplay song plays. <laughs> How to save a life by the fray play. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. How to save a life, fix you. Oh, uh, true. Save me. God. Uh. <laughs> Fucking Grey's Anatomy soundtrack. Any of the, the whole Grey's Anatomy soundtrack plays. Anything from a good episode of Scrubs. Oh, uh, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Granny's dying. Yep, yep. She's (laughs) falling out of the sky in her frozen broom, and Nanny Og is desperately trying to fix her. God. She's like, you're on fire, just get on my broom. Yeah, Granny is doing, like, the drowning drowning person thing of, like, I'll just fucking grab onto you and take you down with me because I'm in a fucking panic. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Well, she's like, don't grab my skirt, don't touch me. Right. And then he's like, you're gonna fucking die, because this thing's gonna explode. Yeah. Your room's literally on fire, please. Please. Yeah, the juxtaposition between these two scenes is so good. Yeah, they, like, come out through the bottom of a, a cloud bank, and they're just over a gorge. Just... <laughs> Nanny and Granny jump Lanker Gorge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they're, yeah. like, hanging off her broomstick. Um... And Nanny's, like, hanging by her knees or whatever. And she's like, well, I can't pull you up. And Granny's like, well, I can't f- climb up. Like, I'm what the old. fuck are you talking about? I'm old. <laughs> yeah. And then Nanny's like, you're right. And just drops her. <laughs> just drops her. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've convinced me. Yeah. Well. And then uh, Nanny Og does a cool move and fucking, like... Drops her and oh, then yeah, like get does. flies around and does like a loop under her while she's before she could fall. <laughs> Nanny Og is an experienced lady with very strong thighs. Yes, <laughs> yeah, she has had so many babies. Yeah, um, Nanny Og fucks. I and- I think 
I think I said this yeah, in like I, the I, first episode. I love being reminded. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, because it's not just the fact that she's had babies, yes, but it's also the fact that it's described she's had an adventurous youth. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how the like the end of this spell goes. This this whole sequence. This is all where, very fun. Yeah. Like, oh, it's great. Granny's like all bitter because she's like, oh, we're not gonna make it. Damn, fuck. And... Oh, she's she's like. Like, fucking keep going. Um, you know, which doesn't understand the meaning of, of failure. Um, right. But she's, she's like, she's saying this and stuff, but she's kind of, like, resigned. Like, she's kind of, like, grumpy because she knows that, like, they're not going to make it in time. But she's like, no, we still have to do it, though. She doesn't want to, like, let on, but, like... Yeah, she doesn't want to admit that she knows that they're fucked. That she knows that she's not going to be able to do this. But, but, but she, like, very, very casually asks, she's like... How many cockerels do you think there are in the in the kingdom? Like, you know, what's 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 the odds that this doesn't happen? Um, uh, Nanny utilized her uh, vast horde of children, her vast network, <clears throat> her her networking skills um, to, f- to fucking knock out every single cockerel to to, to <laughs> silence every rooster in the kingdom because the, the the like specific wording of it is you have to like fly around you have to do the loop before like the first cock crows in the morning yes yep yep. so they just did knock them all they don't crow (laughs) and so like and there's like a bit where like the sun is like starting to rise behind them or whatever and like granny like granny keeps hearing them like knocking out the roosters at like as they're like breathing in to crow (laughs) And like, she's like, what's that? And Nanny always like, what? She's, she's like, yeah, what's that noise? Because Nanny knows that like she's too proud that like if she found yeah. if she found out that Nanny Og had like fudged it, she would be fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah. I I yeah, I really love this because like like the t- the two of them are always fucking at odds. Like they don't yeah. get along, but like you know, at the end of the day you know nanny still helped her out like I, she, I, she still made it work i love that like nanny is like so tense like there's this one part where granny's like hang on there's something going on here and then nanny's <laughs> like i don't know what you're talking about and granny's like your shoulders are shaking why are you shaking i thought that was because she was laughing so like she's having like a chuckle about it she's like i think it's because she's like holy fuck granny will do <laughs> terrible things if she finds out if this doesn't work Oh, see, I, that's that's the impression that I get. At least, maybe, maybe it's okay, true. Yeah, I, I, I read it different because I read it as like, like nanny, nanny helps her do this. Obviously, like this wouldn't have happened without her. But you know, they land at the bridge, and she's like, "Oh wow, you know, you really did it." People are gonna say you're, you know, you're better than Black Alice. Um, and Granny's like, uh, "People say anything, you know, you really think so." like right. yeah <laughs> she like helps her with it but like she doesn't want to let on that like she she did this um yeah she's just like it's like when a friend helps you but like they're cool about it like they let you take the credit they're like yeah. oh yeah they did it all by themselves like <laughs> yeah sure that's i don't know that's how i read it yeah I it's, it's nice. a, a, like a very good character moment for them exactly it's especially nice after them actually like having a huge fight yeah earlier in the book. right exactly like like last time they they had a huge fight but also like granny came to get nanny out of the castle 
yeah. Nanny helps her do this time skip spell, like... They... Yeah, it's, like, because it shows they're great friends, because it's, it, you know, if you're, like, you can still be pissed off at, like, your friend and be like, but I know this is important to you, so here I am. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I, I know this time skip spell is, is a fucking dumb shit idea, but uh, I'll help you do it. <laughs> right. I'll utilize my, my... If I don't help you do it, you will get yourself killed doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to think about, you know, how this would be if it didn't work out for you, so... Yeah. So so they, they definitely care about each other a lot. Yeah, which I, I, I love. Um, it's extremely good. You'd love to see two girl bosses winning. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so true, bestie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We get like a little bit about how, hey, it's really weird when 15 years just happens at once. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So like, this is uh, Terry like kind of does a montage here um we're like yeah you know you know when like calendar pages blow by or or hands of a clock stream around so fast they disappear it wasn't like that right was a little bl- he's like no it just kind of like snapped into place like the sun the sun moved in the sky a little bit and you know things got all the trees got a slightly taller and everyone, everyone feel, has like a weird sensation for like a, a second where they're like, they feel something shift. But they, it's, don't really, I don't, they don't exactly I don't know think, what. I don't think it's a second. I think it's 15 years past in two months, he says. Cause it's, kiss, it, the kiss lasted more than 15 years. I got the impression years. it was a second. Because I almost do like the idea that it's not the time lapse. It's just like a snap. Like you yeah. uh, swapped out to a picture for another picture. It's like, oh, there's just suddenly trees there. Huh. Huh. Mm. interesting they kiss and then like the fool's like did you feel something move like did the world shift or something (laughs) margaret's like i don't know you want to do it again (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh and they do they do a very cute thing where they're like this time it only lasted 15 seconds it seemed longer oh very cute yeah i'll say it's cheesy but i do really like Terry Pratchett, he plays a lot on perception of time in a lot of his books, mm-hmm. especially the one about, like, time travel. Um, but there are very, like, similar moments of when you're with someone you love or someone you really have a lot of affection for, like, those moments do last, like, for so much longer mm-hmm. than yeah. you actually expect them to. Yeah. It's really nice. Like I said, I'm... I'm like way more invested in in the relationship between the two of them than yeah anyone else it's in, much more in, yeah well yeah these books yeah yeah terry's done a much, much better more job. believable exactly yeah. and then i i do love they talk about how all the all the the roosters fucking scream and start just crowing like manically because it's 15 years <laughs> yeah. it's like oh shit oh shit oh shit yeah. oh fuck and then i love like afterwards granny and uh, nanny are talking and granny's like i know you did something fucking weird you probably put booze in my drink last night and that's why that's why I, I, something feels weird no she, she's like uh you know i i was drunk that's why i thought we should do the time skip spell you know i yeah. i never would have suggested it otherwise right <laughs> um and then king varens comes in and is like hey cool spell please go get my son <laughs> yes please find my son do a do a cool thing with him make him a king 
basically. Um, and and Granny's like, he's in Ankh Morpork because that's where everyone winds up. <laughs> right. Like every time there's someone goes on a big adventure, they have to go to Ankh Morpork at some point. So <laughs> I remember that other time I had to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is just this is just how st- how fucking stories go in this this world that we live in. <laughs> exactly. Every every time someone needs to be somewhere for the climax of the story to happen, they're in Ankh-Morpork. They're down in Ankh-Morpork. She says there's something about that city, it's like a drain. <laughs> yep. Right. Wow. And the fool's, the fool's also going, because he's looking for the, the plate, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and Magrat's like, hey, stop working for the Duke, though. <laughs> right. Well, oh, you going there to hire more soldiers? And he's like, no... No. no, it's different. <laughs> Sweetie, it's not like that. It's so funny, I'm it's not like protecting that. The, I'm protecting the kingdom. He's a cop. Baby, I'll just be gone like a month. Yeah. Surely surely teaching Felmat to solve his problems with words would be better than swords, right? 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 <laughs> anyway, can we make out right? before I leave? No. <laughs> Right, and she's she's pissed off. She's like, "Oh, you're just gonna leave for like fucking five? You're gonna go five hundred miles away? Fuck you! Fuck you! I'm I'm washing my hair. I shall be washing my hair whenever. <laughs> anytime you nope. are, anytime you come back, I will be washing my hair. And then this is where we cut back to Huel and Tom John. Yes, uh, Huel is is working on uh, this play. Um, and I absolutely love that he's writing a Marx Brothers sketch. <laughs> yes, yes, it's extremely good. He, because he's trying to write, he's trying to write a scene about clowns, and he's like, exactly. He's he's like, normally I write like I prefer to write about them in twos because that's the traditional thing. But there's three in this one for some reason. The the weird bizarre dreams that just filter into my mind from another world. There's three of them in this one, and I uh-huh. oh. I can't come up with anything for the other one to say. Um. <laughs> if only there was a rule about this number. Mm. But yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I I love that. Um, I never think about seeing like screwball dialogue written down, but he he does do it where, you know, this is my little study. Hey, with a little study, you could go a long way. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I never think about seeing those bits written down, but it is like fun to read. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there's there's that, and then you know he also wrote Laurel and Hardy, so like he's he's just yes. pulling all these all these old comedians to put in these plays, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is this?" Yes, yeah, like, it's what? it's so good because he's like he's he's like it was funny. He knew it was funny, but like people just didn't get it yet. <laughs> people just he's don't just understand. Too ahead of his time. It's very fun. Uh, so the the acting troupe has like settled down in in Ankhmore Pork and um good old Tom John has has convinced uh Vitolier that that they should settle here. Right. You know. He's getting old and like you know, Tom John wants to be somewhere with like a setup stage where they can get famous, basically. And like actually get recognition. Vitolier's like, I I can't imagine I at my age, no, I can't settle down. It's uh right. I'm too old to settle down at this point. Like yeah, but they're um, they're building a theater. Uh, it's the disc, 
Wink, wink, fucking nudge, nudge. the disc theater. Uh-huh. Fuck the you. Disc, the fucking <laughs> globe. Get the fuck out of here. I can't yeah. wait for this theater to burn down, which is what is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, am right. I right, Burn Julie? down after being filled with, yes, and after being filled with piss and shit for years and years. Great. <laughs> That's the I'm cycle like... of life in Ankh-Morpork. <laughs> Truly. The fact that... The fact that people are just like, oh, Shakespeare is so fancy. No, people literally would fart to make fun of the plays Mm -hmm. that were going on and it cost a cent and people just went to the bathroom in the pit. Yep. Yep. Let's open up this pit. Let's open in front of (laughs) in front of the fucking monarchy. You could just yell that something sucked, like (laughs) Yeah. Did I I feel like I told this story on a loop and lottery. I don't remember if I did here, but the time that I got in trouble because I did laugh at the worst professional production I've ever seen. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Where the, I, did I tell this on, on loop and lottery or here? I don't I, remember. I think you told it on loop and lottery. Okay. Yeah. I don't recall. Right, I'll, I'll, I think it was I'll a while t- ago though. It's, it's been a minute. Um, so for people who listen to both shows, you can just, I guess, skip ahead a couple minutes. Um, when I was in high school, uh, we went to go see a production of Macbeth. Um, and yeah, just like, not good. Like, not mm-hmm. not good. Um, everything, like the set dressing was all like plastic sheeting. Um, and oh, he, boy. he wore like a, a long rubber apron because he was like a butcher, you know? Damn. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, like the... The, the tables were like those uh, steel flat tops that you would right. find in like a kitchen. Yeah, it was it like was like oh it's it's like of. he's a it's like he's a butcher. I'm like side elbowing someone who's not here, and I'm like, this <laughs> yeah. is cool and interesting. I get like it's not. Do you get it? Um, <laughs> d- literally, like fucking. Do you get it? Um, uh, Macbeth used a meat cleaver instead of a sword because he's a butcher. I do love I'm, a good meat cleaver. It it was fun, except like in that last climactic battle, um <clears throat> I forget who the fuck he's fight is no Banquo's the one who dies early. Um It's um the uh, prince. Of, yeah. Yeah. I, I whoever the fuck he's fighting, he stabbed him with the cleaver. So like bad fight choreography, because no. oh, you no. don't do Wait. that. Now hang on. Exactly. But like You had one job. You had one job. There's very specific Just, motion for yeah. a cleaver, like like cleaving. Like, some would say, like, like cleaving. Yeah, but I <laughs> uh, there was just a lot of like stuff that wasn't good, and so like, at me and and not my roommate at the time because we, we were in high school, um, mm. but but uh, a friend of the show, uh, Liz, um, <clears throat> we were both there, and we we made the horrible mistake of sitting next to each other. Um, and we 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 were laughing just, like it, <laughs> just being insufferable. This is, this is why this is why seating arrangements happen in school. Uh, Precisely, because yeah, she and I shared no classes. But like, this was one okay. teacher who was taking all of her classes, like okay, to yeah. this production. So you know, it was it was. Oh, that's a rookie fucking mistake. You always ask which kids don't fucking sit next to each other. Uh, she mm. had no fucking idea that we knew each other because I was in her AP class. And like right. this was not, and so like her AP class was only nine kids. So she was she was like, I'm not going to be here this day. But there's only like nine of you. Like it's 
if you guys just want to like what could possibly go wrong she was just like if you guys just want to like read Macbeth over the weekend and like come to this it's fine um so that's you know exactly what we did because like Liz's class was reading Macbeth as like actual part of the class but she's like if you guys just want to like read that real quick and and show up yeah. and i'm like you've made a mistake woman because you put <laughs> you put me in the same room as my oh, best friend Jesus. and you didn't know that we were friends um <laughs> but like after the show she comes oh, up to the two of us and she's like that's extremely disrespectful and i'm like okay you're like yes but also i didn't respect it <laughs> i'm like but also it was bad but then like i had to write like a review paper um so i wrote a fucking paper where i'm like this was a bad production and uh-huh. i'm like here you go. I'm like, you didn't like that I laughed at it, but here is the academic work behind it of, I've been acting for years, this was a poor production, this was shoddy, this was weak. I'm mm-hmm. like, I've, me, as as a high school senior, I've put on better productions out in a fucking field. Like, <laughs> I've, I've, Damn. I've seen better Damn. acting from people who were 15 years old than this dude. Like, I've seen better fight choreography, I've seen more interesting concepts, like... Yeah. This this sucks. Um so I, I just I think about it a lot that the time that I got in trouble for treating theater as it used to be treated. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, if they did a bad job, they're gonna know about it. You know? Yeah. I believe yeah. in that. As you've expressed on Twitter, it's very good to talk to say like bad things about things that are bad. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. cool and sexy to to <laughs> to say when things suck. Um it's okay to have media literacy. In fact, it's great. It's, Please have more. It's so good. You know, what, what is my podcast output if not? I was, I was literally going to say, unless you're laughing at our podcast because you think you hate it, in which case you're wrong and bad. Oh, <laughs> no, I was going to say you're perfectly valid. <laughs> Please write into the discourse pod at gmail.com yeah, yeah. If, if you think this is a bad and terrible podcast. If you have legitimate criticisms and you can talk about them eloquently, or not even eloquently, just clearly, then yeah, sure. Sure, whatever. right? I I also fully reserve the right to, to not do anything different. Like, <laughs> I tell my students all the time, I don't care if you hate the thing I'm teaching or you don't like what I've just shown you, just give me an answer that isn't because... Oh, like, true. No, I want to hear a reason. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Just... <laughs> please, please figure out how to el- eloquently... Not even eloquently, but like... Pinpoint yeah, the reasons brain, why just... you don't like something. You know, that's an important thing to do. Yeah, sure. Um, and then, you know, unless they're just, like, something that's dumb and stupid. Sometimes it's just, I don't like this thing. Like, Yeah. And that's but, also you know, valid. Exactly. But the, I'm not going to start media discourse. I'm I was going to say, like, this is our media criticism podcast. I mean, well, in, in a way. I will immediately get into media discourse. Excuse me. I am very, oh, that's what I'm trained no. to do as an art teacher. We're not, we're not, ah, oh, damn it. See, see, I can't say anything because I was like, no, we don't do discourse on this podcast. We the, literally the name do. Of the podcast oh, you fool. Is literally that is, discourse, so. that is the name we of this show. We outvoted Holly on this. Yeah. <laughs> like... Foisted. Uh, foisted because um, yeah it's like there's like a huge you know there's increasing amount of of discourse that just because you don't like something um you hunt for for like legitimate ha- hashtag problematic reasons that it that mm. it is um like oh uh, it was like joke discourse i think that like that's, the, Second... that's what the fool reads about. <laughs> <Joke discourse. laughs> um, that, like, you know, 
second person narratives are are gaslighting like right any, yeah. any anything oh phrased as you is, is gaslight or anything like metatextual or any, or... Fic- any work of fiction is emotionally manipulative oh my god <laughs> no they're like it's yes it's all emotionally manipulative it's like please please you can't do that like you can't say that that's not the way it works yeah i've i've literally told my students it's only that if you take those words at the barest minimum of a definition yeah but otherwise it's just like that's like calling like making you enjoying a meal emotional manipulation yeah, because you've decided to like cook something someone likes it's the difference like, between like <laughs> twitter social justice and like actually knowing what you're talking about exactly yeah because like i think there is emotional manipulation and then there's being emotionally manipulative i think those are two different things because like yes yes you'll see a lot of the times in movies they do this oh movies love to do this with scores Mm -hmm. we're like 100 percent pacing editing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like i i notice it most frequently in in scores where it's like Mm. the movie wants me to feel something right now because it's got this this emotional swelling score behind it but like that doesn't work on me a lot of the time. Like, mm-hmm. every fucking time... Marvel mo- movies love to fucking do it. Yes. But, like, if I haven't seen the six movies that came before this, this m- moment means nothing. This moment that you're playing the swelling score, you uh, really want me to feel dramatic. And, I mean, and... I'll, I'll say, even if you have, you might not <laughs> give a It's fuck. true. But, like, it's it's like, ooh, yeah, here's here's the immense battle with all these fucking people here's this big big dramatic you know mm-hmm. musical scoring and it's like yo i don't care but like i can acknowledge that that's the movie wants me to feel this way yeah like and so that meanwhile i'm the person that that totally works on that's 100%. fine yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah but i also go like i can recognize that i enjoy yeah. that and react to it but other people won't and that's okay as well yeah. sure it's like absolutely it, even if you're aware of it it can still work on you yeah when the anime op plays I was... in the final fight i'm gonna mm-hmm. fucking bang my fist and go that rules. that's yeah. exactly <laughs> like i i was about to pivot to that and say i am not immune to that it does work sometimes yeah. one instance where i always know that it doesn't work is like blockbuster superhero movies because i know like i'm extremely high keyed into them being bullshit like but yeah uh when when the anime op plays you know at at the second to last episode like yeah okay i'm here Mm -hmm. all right so like it 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 does work um but yeah uh we should finish talking about this book that's not emotional manipulation (laughs) yes Uh, but yeah, let's let's finish talking about discourse because yeah, we only have a, a couple more scenes here. We're talking about how the geography of the, the Ankhmor Pork changes over time as the fucking sludge rises and falls. Mm. Oh, it's like fucking New New York City from uh, Future. Oh my god, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all all the houses like are continually built upward with new floors that then sink into the muck and are lost exactly. forever. <laughs> you just put another floor on the house, and, and we. Have a new basement. It's just the worst version of Venice you could imagine. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. Every time, every time the fucking, the Ankh River is described, it just gets worse and Mm -hmm. worse. Yeah, I don't know how he gets worse and worse than this, because this is by far the worst 
one. Like, flooding into people's houses is the worst. I think it's just because when you've lived in England for so long and you come to intimately know the Thames, you realize this is a malevolent force. Mm. (laughs) It is. The historical accounts are not great. Uh, the, The Thames cares not for... <laughs> your buildings for sanitation. Like, like the molasses flood was just an awful mistake mm-hmm. of like inadequate preparation and uh, lack of foresight. Pur- the, purposeful the corner cutting you. on the molasses flood. Like, yeah, yes, but no, but the Thames is out to get you. That's true. Like, the Thames wants to kill you, <laughs> <laughs> and you should be scared of it. No, don't touch it, honey. It's. I'm thinking of <laughs> one of those memes where it's like meme text like overlaying itself where it's yeah. like i'm just a normal river come come swim in me i will kill you i want to hurt you <laughs> i think about that a lot yeah because it's i i read about the the river in that picture that you're thinking of like yes it, the fucking it murder, goes murder the murder murder stream yeah. where it goes from being you know a a 30 foot six foot deep you know river to or a, yeah, thirty foot wide, yeah. six foot deep to like six feet wide, thirty feet deep, and like, it's, it becomes like white water, and it's fucking like jagged rocks underneath. It's There's horrible. like caves that you get sucked into, and you will never get out of. Yeah, it's I'm just a normal river. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. I will fucking kill you. Um, I want to cause you suffering. Or it's like those perfect like tourist trap, like beautiful blue green bodies of water it's like no do you see how there's no fish do you see how there's no mm-hmm. life in those places there's a reason why it's, they're poisonous it's weird right. like it's not good yeah weird have you ever walked into a forest and noticed there's no birds yeah that's not a good thing <laughs> no that's that's <laughs> fucked up uh i do like the line it was reckoned to be very healthy there a very few germs were able to survive uh yes <laughs> wild and so quell and tom john are like walking around here being fucking like new tourist kind of guys because they have no fucking idea what's up before then um we get tom john's weird dream uh where he's in a glass bowl and there's a bunch of old women looking at him (laughs) yeah that's real good (laughs) he's like one of them keeps tapping on it and like they're trying to get sound (laughs) i love how he just like verbatim rattles off the discussion yep. that the witches have. <laughs> yep. Well, because he, he knows the word. Is it is it Fatola or is it Well who asks, like, hey, how was your sleep or whatever? And Tom John's like, well, I had this dream where this happened and then this happened and they said this and then they said this. It, it's Well. He comes in because he's up late working on the play. Right. Um, and then he goes in and, and Tom John's up and he's like, had this really weird dream where, you know, one of them said who shall be king hereafter and the other one says after what? <laughs> like, right. And then Huel just gives the most generic response like, yeah, I had a re- weird dream about this guy. You know. It's it's Charlie Chaplin. Okay. He has dreams about Charlie yeah. Chaplin. Right. Yes. <laughs> but, but it is. But it's just, I just love how it's just the thing of like, you tell someone this really weird detailed experience and then they're just like oh yeah something happened like that to me with like this one benign issue it's like wait that's, that's not different. the same at all. that's yeah. a different like, thing yeah oh god it also reflects like and people always, I, I don't necessarily feel this but people are always like oh it's so boring to hear about other people's dreams Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that. No, definitely. I not. think it's yeah, interesting I... to hear, but it's like, well, you were you weren't there, so like, 
and and it's sometimes they're hard to convey. Yeah, um, I'm forever enamored with my partner's uh, dreaming as a child about a ghost clown, and they decided. I remember the no, ghost wait, clown. I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna kick this ghost clown, and then he did, and now he's not scared of the ghost clown anymore. I'm like, damn, fuck! I wish Empowerment. I could do that. God damn it! God damn! <laughs> yeah, Fe- feel good movie of the year, ghost clown. Like, damn. <laughs> horror movie I would watch. Yeah, I used to have like really vivid recurring nightmares when I was a kid. Oh no! Which that like sucks. they weren't even that scary, but like I would just have them, and be, like it became a thing because I associated it with the feelings that it gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do sometimes. If I some nowadays, it's like if I take um, melatonin and I mm-hmm. sleep super late, my dreams get extremely vivid. <laughs> I feel that. I have That's weird. That is weird. I haven't had any, like, good ones lately, but a lot of the times I'll just have, like, um, like, snippets from, like, everyday life that are, like, it's the kind of thing where it's just vague enough that, like, when it happens later, I'm like, oh, fuck, I dreamt about that. Like, I get that very powerful deja vu. Yeah. But it's, like, I, there's people who would say that's, like, you know clairvoyance or whatever the fuck i was gonna you know, say pre- the veil premonition or whatever the fuck but it's, i'm like no it's literally just vague enough i'm like right it's, it's uh it's <laughs> yeah. like um yeah. horoscope thing yeah it's <laughs> yeah. you know to to apply to to apply to anything it's like yeah. no yeah i could be standing in this room talking to this person like yeah i started having dreams as the teacher at school i'm just god damn oh, it no. i thought i escaped school dreams that's the worst that's the nightmare They'll come back to get you. God. I've woken up mad at students. And it's just oh, like, man. no, hang on. They didn't do anything yet. They didn't do anything yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. 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 You're on thin fucking ice, students. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, Tom John's like, well, I'm up, so I'm I'm going to go out for a drink. Right. What do they, what do they do in cities? Gallivant? Let's do that. Let's do some of that. I could go for some quaffing, whatever that is. <laughs> and Wells like, your dad told you not to do this. It's like he's like, do you remember what your dad used to say? And he's like, yeah, he said he used to do it all the time. Let's go. He said he used to come home at five a.m. and smash windows. <laughs> he he said he was a, he was a bit of a royster doister, not like these white livered people today who can't hold their drink. <laughs> and he's like, all right, come on, well, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And well, well, just comes along because he like feels responsible, and he's like, "I can't just let this kid go out and die." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This this club. kid will go out and die. <laughs> yeah, and of course they go to the fucking mended drum because of course that's the first. Because like Tom John wants to go to like a fucking seedy like shithole because he's he like, wants to go to a real bar. Yeah, you know? they want to do roistering, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, and so, and of course these guys are fucking like, you know, from the boonies or whatever the fuck. So they have no idea what's going on in Alcamore Pork. Exactly. They're like tourists, basically. Honestly, yeah. And so they walk into the fucking drum, which is nasty as fuck and like full of <laughs> criminals that are going to try to kill them. Tom, Tom John like walks up to the bar and he's like... How do you do, barkeep? Yes. yes. <laughs> Two of your finest pints. But, like, because he's so charming, 
effortlessly, the bartender's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that like the bartender is Cover just doing it, it before he even knows he's like filling the mugs. And mean, meanwhile, Huel is like looking at everyone. He's like, oh no, these people are bad news. <laughs> We're going to fucking die. One of them decides to start doing a fantasy racism. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, yeah, this it's is... a little bit much. I I will say I appreciated this, and I actually did laugh at it, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. That's just my experience. Um, I will say it very much encapsulates a because. They get into it later on with, like, just fantasy racism for a, a second longer uh, in the scene. But, like, mm-hmm. it it's it's fairly accurate. I will say it is not weird to me. Okay, sure. Yeah. It just feels like, no, of course this would happen. Of course this would exist. I'm glad it actually exists and it's not, like, treated as, oh, just another part of this world. It's like, no, this matters to this person. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It does. It like, I say I don't like it, but, like, Terry handles this really, like, well. Like, it's... I could see this happening is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, it, it, he, he, it feels very realistic without being gratuitous. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because the, the very large gentleman at the bar here um, is like, oh, wow, you know, a lawn ornament, which we've talked about before, is... As as previously established is not a great thing to say to dwarves. Um, it's mm. it's not good. And he just he keeps yeah pushing this and pushing this, and and Wells like don't like I'm not going to interact with this like you know yada yada I'm just not going to engage with this. Right. And Tom John's like, but maybe we like. <laughs> Are you what's sure? Up? <laughs> Are you sure about this? <laughs> Wells Wells just like let's just get out as soon as possible. Just drink, drink Before your drink. Before anything and leave. bad like, happens, mm-hmm. I will say Pratchett. I feel has done for a white person some of the best handling of fantasy racism mm. in this universe. Interesting. Uh, in a in a later book, there is um, uh, they go to a part of the world where like there there's still evidence of like the wars against trolls mm-hmm. and like. Um, it's one of the gods' books, so there's Detritus, who's a troll, who's a member of the god with them, and they're staying at this, like, uh, like, um, government estate, uh, and there's, like, a troll skull hanging from, like, a a stuffed troll head or whatever, Uh. like, hanging from the wall, and, like, one of the characters just goes, like, oh, god, like, we, we, we should hide before Detritus sees, and he's like, sees what? And he looks at him and goes, no, yep, that's, yep, that's Mm -hmm. the thing. And they're like, I'm so sorry, and he's like, why are you sorry? Mm. You didn't do this. Like, you don't... Like, I know you think I'm gonna... I don't like this, and I don't, but... And he, like, pulls out, like, a little trinket box of his, and he opens it, and he goes, This is all my family heirlooms. There's a human skull in here. Oh. There were casualties on both sides of this wall. Like, right. sure. Like, he, he very much... Like, he makes it clear, like, Listen, your people really fucked over my people... And yes, there are casualties on both sides, and yeah, at least I, we don't parade your heads around. But like, yeah. I'm I'm not a wilting lily about this. Yeah, like, this sucks. I don't like. Yeah, it, but like but, this is reality, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's like you don't gotta treat me with kid gloves 
because you won't understand this mm-hmm. on the level I do. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. Um, are there... I can't recall if we've talked about this before. Are there orcs in Discworld? Or did Terry just skip over orcs? Did he say no orcs? There aren't really orcs. I'm, I'm kind of glad he never really went into orcs as much because of the weirdness yeah. of them. There's... Like, the weird ambiguity about, yeah. like... You know, are they really, like, racial stereotypes, aren't they? It's the thing of, like, I don't think Tolkien truly 100% intended personally, but also I think others really took the opportunity to, like, make them stereotypes uh, just because... You know, Tolkien was slapping uh, cultures onto everything, not right. just orcs, and then people ran with that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was gonna mention um, that, like in this exchange, uh, Terry does mention that, like, you know, the people of of Moorpark like won't do fantasy racism at the trolls because the trolls are are seven feet tall and can bite through walls, right? Um, but. If you're three feet tall, you're a small, easy target. Mm, I'm gonna do some fantasy you're racism. Designed for discrimination. Yeah, yeah. it's you know. It, I, I'm glad it also makes it very clear that there was no, there's no reason for this aside from the fact that people are cowardly jackasses. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Like that's that's all it is. There's no impetus to create it. It's just, no yeah. like people take advantage of other people who when they're shaped. Yeah, exactly because that's it <laughs> you know of course of course they're gonna go for the most vulnerable person in the room yeah P- people who are three feet tall are designed to be prejudiced against um which i know is not terry saying that necessarily that's like you know the view of yeah. the city yeah you know they they will go for the easy target um but so this this large gentleman uh picking on on well is like you know, it's bad enough they let monkeys in here. Um, every, record scratch. Every, yeah, everything's yep. cool until you start talking shit about monkeys, and then everything gets uh, real. So then we do, we we get the reveal that the uh, the librarian is here. I'm I love to see him. you. I'm so happy he's love here. Him. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> the entire audience cheers. Well does punch him in the dick. Huel punches him in the dick, absolutely, which I respect. I, I'm also glad it is Huel who throws the first punch. It's not Tom John who right. kind of does this. Yeah. Because, like, Huel just wants to, like, get out. Because yeah, Huel, he... like, feels in the air that something bad is about to happen. He's like, I'm just going to punch punch this guy and try to run. Exactly. He's like, I'm, I'm going to punch him, and we're going to go, and it's it's going to be fine. Um but I lo- oh I love the sentence where like the librarian stands up, um, and I think it's described like dreamily picks up a a bottle off the bar and smashes it <laughs> yes. to, to start this the fucking fight. The bit yeah the bi- <laughs> so the big guy like draws a sword and like the librarian just like bends his sword in half and then just punches him so hard he like flies across the room. Yep, and that's that starts up the. The big fight. Right. Every, everyone's like, well, I guess it is time about that time of night for a bar fight. Mm. And, then, and then we do get the very good bit of the the, the librarian just casually, like, breaking open a bottle to use that as a shiv. I, I just, I really love the, uh, the work that Dreamily is doing in that sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
it is terrifying to imagine an orangutan with a fucking yes. shiv, like yeah, <laughs> with just a, a broken off bottleneck. Yeah, let's big, go. Big monkey with a gun energy. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, like Quell drags Tom John under a table, and it's like Mm -hmm. they're like hiding from the brawl. Oh my god! I love Tom John. Tom John's line. Um. Oh, so this is roistering. Is it real roistering, or is this merely rollicking? Mm. (laughs) And Quell's like, "We're going to fucking die if we don't get out of here." Please, we have to leave. And then Tom John just does a fucking speech. He just does a. Uh, yeah, um, St. Like Crispin's Day speech. Yeah, okay. I was, I was gonna say, okay, yeah. he does like a soliloquy yeah. or something. Yeah, he he does, you know, we few, we happy it's few, from the Henry we the band Fifth. of brothers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it like stops this bar fight. It like makes Quell cry. Cause Quell's like, well, I wrote this, but like, I knew I was just making shit up. <laughs> like, right. These are his words. Yeah, it's though. literally, he, he made, yeah, I love that the idea. Like in our world of St. Christmas Day speech, being like, oh, you gotta do something while we change the set. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Just, I need you to stretch out. for time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also love the idea that Tom John is basically how what everyone uh, wants to be whenever they give a huge like fifty six tweet thread anecdote <laughs> of, and that ends with and then everyone and then clap. everyone claps. Uh, <laughs> please clap. It's that, but like it it does. It works. Yeah. And then everyone did clap was the thing. Yeah. But only because of magical power. Yeah. Because I I love how Quell, we get like Quell's thoughts where he's like, oh yeah, he was kind of ashamed of like writing this scene because he knew it was like historically a bunch of bullshit. Like, Mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, I feel kind of guilty for like presenting it this way when really, like in reality, it was probably a lot sadder and more like full of misery. Yeah, it was just some guys hacking each other to pieces in a foggy swamp. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I've like you know I've made it into something grand, like something that it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, which is you know definitely a hundred percent all the all the histories Shakespeare ever wrote were just oh puff yeah propaganda pieces or like it was literally a royal being like oh write this for me yeah you know? here's money tell everyone how cool I am please literally tell everyone how cool like my dad was like yeah <laughs> um so Quell's Quell's like, ooh, yeah, like, I feel guilty about writing this speech. But then he, like, hears Tom John giving it, and Tom John, like, makes it real, like, Mm -hmm. by performing it. So, like, even despite himself, Quell is, like, moved by it. Along with everyone else in the bar. (laughs) Exactly. Um... Right. And so then then Quell's like, all right, let's let's get out of here before everyone, like, realizes... That you just charmed them into stop fighting. Yeah, because everyone's kind of like stunned by the performance. Like they they're kind of like starstruck. And Huel's like, okay, let's get the fuck out now. Um, and so they they like they leave and like Tom John's like, so what's the next pub we're hitting up? And Huel's <laughs> like, please do not. This part is what really sold it for me with the whole Terry Pratchett uh, brushes on about uh, like fantasy racism. Mm. Uh, the fact that like. Tom John's like, hey, let's go to, like, a dwarf bar. And, uh, yeah. Like, who else? Like, no. It's like, A, it's too short. B, how many fucking songs do you know about gold? Like, try and sing for that. And he's like, yeah, that get, get kind of old. He's like, yeah, and also, like, it's just uh, like, yes. old. And well, like, but then well dwelling on this, the thing you see, like, it's very real with diaspora, like, any sort of ethnic or racial diaspora. Mm. Like, you people who have immigrated 
uh, for whatever reason, uh, willingly or not, uh, from the ho- like the old country, from the homeland, and it's like, you know what? I'm kind of pining for that. I might go to like a restaurant or a bar or like a hangout or community, and you go there, and then everyone's like going by kind of an outlandish name. Everyone's wearing way too much of like an exaggerated version yeah. of a cultural garb and mm-hmm. like swinging around ornaments and like professing how like a lot of overtly nationalistic sentiments or not even that but like like weird ideas about what they think the homeland yeah. oh yeah uh and then in Huel's case it's like oh dwarves just mine when like back in the dwarf homelands but here they're fucking wearing chain mail and wielding axes it's like right no that's it's like when people some like people with nordic backgrounds yep. mm-hmm. in other western countries outside of sweden and yeah. norway and denmark are just like ah oh, yes i'm a viking it's like Shut yeah up. Like, no you're fucking like, it's it's the it's the city of boston's saint patrick's day parade yeah um yeah it's yeah. like shut the fuck up yeah, I was gonna say it's like Italian Americans versus actual Italians, <laughs> where it's like it's yeah. Italian American discrimination. I get so fucking weird about like, like loving Italy and etc. And it's like, it's just like a weird cultural like perversion. <laughs> like, it's making it your entire personality. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I I always remember um, chats with like family and also seeing this in like some um just silly videos a while back online of like hey we got like two different generations of chinese people to try like take out like big brand chinese chain food Mm -hmm. and like the younger people like no this isn't right like you know like it's not the same as like how my grandmother makes like it's all like perverted and stuff which it is yeah yeah but then you get the older generations like first generation immigrants like yeah, this is, reminds me of, like, what we started making because we had different ingredients. Here. Exactly, right. yeah. That's, I mean, that's like, um... Like, pizza is not the same in Italy than it is in America. No, like, they they didn't have meatballs in Italy because they didn't have access to meat all the fucking time. Like... They didn't have <laughs> access to fucking tomatoes. Like, that was a luxury. It's like, like you, you know, you want to talk about that, like... Yeah. <laughs> no, potatoes were brought to brought to ireland like they didn't have them for a long long time yeah very weird stuff of like authenticity like and like how these cultures evolve over time and where they are Mm -hmm. it's a weird thing sometimes like should i go by my chinese name more like i i have no like issues with it i don't feel bad about it i'm not even worried about people fucking misspelling or pronouncing it people already misspell my three letter last name which is a common word in the english language (laughs) but like (laughs) but like and it's like, it's it's weird. It's very weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad that Terry Pratchett does not provide a nice, succinct, neat answer for this. It's still weird and messy and very personal based on the individual character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's... That I think speaks volumes. Absolutely. We get the impression that, that Huel has a very complicated relationship with his, his own... Ethnicity feels like a strange word. Like heritage, um, but... I guess. I guess yeah. heritage. There you go, yeah. 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 Heritage culture, yeah. yeah. He he has clearly a very complicated relationship with his own culture. Um Tom John wanting to go to a dwarf bar has massive like bachelorette party at the gay bar energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um where it's like 
honey don't go there no right because like, to him it's like it's like a um i don't know like a cute attraction yeah, like it's kind of it's thing. fun yeah like it's it's a novelty there's a novelty to it too. yeah yes that's the time yeah it's exotic exactly yeah and then you know and then of course Wells just like no it's just like a shitty bar <laughs> like it's it's a shitty bar dude like you want to sing about gold for five hours where it's just chanting the word gold like do you want to be called out for like not knowing all the lyrics is katie perry song like Woof. <laughs> oh god um and he he does uh you know call well a lawn ornament as you know term of affection and he's like no your your father's <laughs> allowed to do that not you but like yeah. the the fun part is that he immediately knows that he shouldn't have like yeah the second it comes yeah. out of his mouth <laughs> he doesn't make an excuse he's just like yeah okay i'm sorry he's like okay <laughs> i i it's nice as well to see the thing of like it the, your dad earned that right yeah. like mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't get to just do it like you have not earned the the, the dwarf pass <laughs> i was no. gonna say the dwarf card yeah dwarf card yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they do uh walk by a mugging um God, I love the scene. This scene's extremely good because uh, it it starts with um, it's a clown. They've mugged a clown, which yes, like I I didn't quite like I didn't realize who, you don't realize who this is until you know a little bit later yeah. in the scene. But I thought it was like, just an unrelated clown just, mugging at the at the start of this scene. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a bit, right? And it's like, no, this is just the plot is happening. No, it's the plot it's that's fun, happening. I thought it was unrelated <laughs> clown crime. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for fucking clowns sometimes, but man, the idea of a clown being mugged is so fucking funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, empty, empty your, give me everything you got, and he starts pulling like a string of handkerchiefs out of his pocket, and it just doesn't end. It's like when a clown cries, but it's when a clown is mugged. Like, yeah. <laughs> Where's that black velvet painting? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, well, and Tom John try to go stop this clown mugging, right? Um, be- because you can't keep saying the term clown mugging. <laughs> I, I can't. I love it so much. I love the thing of like they're trying to be good Samaritans because like. It's very, like, people in, like, New York City not minding their own damn business because they're, like, mm. not, they're from out of town and they don't get it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, so they're, they're trying to be good Samaritans, but, like, literally this is so day-to-day commonplace that the thieves have a fucking business card and they're like, no, this is all legit. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they're from the guild. Like, this is official business. Yeah, this is like, this is the way things are here. You don't understand. Do you think people in Agborpok pay their taxes? No, this is how the city gets this money. Is, this like, is how it works, yeah. Um, 24-hour service. <laughs> we do get some flannel foot lore. Uh, yeah. Yes, I was so excited. We will have to talk- well, we'll definitely have to talk about this again when Holly is on. Exactly. Um, so on on the license that uh, is handed to Tom John when he tries to stop this mugging, uh, we find that this is a, a J.H. Flannelfoot Boggins and Nephews Bespoke Thieves, the old firm established AM 1789. What is AM, Julie? Do you happen to know? Uh, I think just 
I think it's just Ankh-Morpork. Um, oh, so it's like Ankh-Morpork's um, years. Uh, okay. Oh, God. They definitely have different year systems in different cities in this setting, don't they? Yeah. We talked uh, about yeah, that yeah. when, like, I, I was asking about the, the reigns of kings and queens. So. That would make sense because the in Lanker, this, like, the dates would be different because the fucking, like, time scale is different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us quote you for our family, right? It's extremely good. Yeah. It's it's so good. <laughs> and, and, like, Bogus is kind of, like, explaining the concept of, like, the Thieves Guild to them. Well, we have to hit our, our like, our quota, but we can't go over our quota because... Yeah. Blah, 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 and they accidentally steal too much from the Fool because the Fool has a yeah. ton of... The Fool's carrying him. a large amount of money to, to come here and hire a playwright. Um, right. And they're like, oh shit, we, we thought this guy was a stupid clown, he wouldn't have like 10 cents on him, but he actually has just a ton of gold. I, I wrote up a receipt and everything, but like, he's he's got too much fucking gold and I don't have change for all this to right. fuck. <laughs> um, but I, I love the, the Bigfoot note about, you know, uh, criminals, it turned out, made a very good police force. Um, Weird. Uh, weird. Unauthorized robbers yeah. soon found, for example, that instead of a night in the cells, they could now expect an eternity at the bottom of the river. Like, mm-hmm. but uh, mm, or or organized crime is is yeah. a hell of a thing. It's um, almost like the police are like the biggest gang you mm, can imagine. Mm. Weird thonking emoji. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> like so, they, like we get like the little background stuff on how like the the. The patrician is like set up this whole system basically, and it's just like, like letting it run its course basically because it works out for him, so he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it turns out if you make crime bosses feel valued and important, they'll they'll clean up your city for you. Mm-hmm. If you regulate crime, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I like how uh, Boggins and his nephews kind of moan that, like, you know. New coming upstarts like don't get it, and and one of his nephews right. like these cowboys like <laughs> they don't, know, they don't no understand respect. the old ways. <laughs> so like Tom John is like stepping in and like trying to negotiate with them on behalf of the fool, who's just like, no, don't steal anything from me. And they're like, my dude, we're trying to help you because Tom John is like smooth talking the criminals to like, you know, make everyone happy here. I think he says here he's like, I can't steal this much money you'd have to be in the guild of lawyers to steal this much yes um and so tom john's like uh he like kind of plays it like being the fool's lawyer yes Um, exactly he's like he's like okay so like you know you'll get your little your little fee and now like like now you'll just have to give me the rest of fees and so Tom John, you know, can get all the money and give it back to the fool. I think, like, like Tom John just gives them five copper pieces and is like, all right, bye. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, there's your portion. And now my legal fees are three silver pieces. The rest of this. And Tom John gave a speech about the rights of man. And the, the thieves started to cry. <laughs> That's yeah. He's, he sends the thieves on their way. Um, and, and now... He's here with the fool. So everything's coming up fool. Everything's coming up. <laughs> <again>. um, <laughs> everything's coming up Joker. Every- Ooh. Yep. Sure is. Um, and that's that's where we left off for, for this week. I like this section. This is fun. This was all very fun. This, yep. is, um, this is like the 
the downtime between like big plot moments it feels like like this is the setup kind of build up period yeah definitely because like we do the time jump because like it definitely felt like well what do we do now you know yeah and and it's like well we can't do anything i do need the time to skip forward a while yeah like i like that he does i like the way that he does it yeah like i think it's you know because it's not the most like exciting part of the book but it like he uses it to build a lot of like good character moments in and stuff absolutely yeah yeah i i feel like this whole section from well like staying up too late to write the play to discussion of legal fees from mugging Mm -hmm. is like a perfect snapshot like vertical slice crystallization of what makes discord really fun yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and what keeps the plot so brisk in a lot of like the best books yeah absolutely because like yeah this this last segment with with tom john and twell like we get all these character moments and we get a lot of this like world building um yeah of you know the way with the way that the the dwarves are are treated like it's Mm -hmm. he does a lot of that like very succinctly we're like there's a lot to unpack that's going on in those scenes um and it's yeah. it's really interesting to see. Like, it reflects that, like, even when not a lot is happening, like, there's enough characterization and, like, you know, humor and, like, actual interesting stuff to, like, make you want... It's worth reading still. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know, like, it's like it's connective tissue. It doesn't feel like, you know, chaff. It feels like there's actual content in there that is, like, you know, valuable. It's like the best type of filler where it's, like... You don't realize it's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. It's just still good times. Yeah. Like, you're you're being told new things, you know. Even if things aren't happening, you're you're finding out new information. You're seeing new things. Mm-hmm. Um, all very good. Yeah. Um, Mark, you said we don't have any emails. Uh, if people want to write into the show, uh, where can they do that? So okay, so we don't have any emails. Uh, if you want to write us, if you have a question for us or want to tell us your thoughts, uh, you can email us at thediscoursepod at gmail.com. Oh, we got a question from Twitter. Um, oh. Jasmine uh, at Pidmon on Twitter asks us, if y'all have watched the animated version, how does it compare as an adaptation? And I don't think um, anyone has. I've seen some of it um, outside of what Holly has shown us. And I will say... The Discworld anime stuff is fairly accurate in a lot of respects. Um, it's strange sometimes because, like, whenever you have any book ad- adapted, it's weird hearing, like, actual characters talk right. outside of a voice you don't have, you already have in your head about this character. But it's somehow even weirder when it's British <laughs> acting. <laughs> it's just not the standardized American Western, like, media you're used mm-hmm. to so it's like okay yeah it, it's just it takes a moment to adjust absolutely yeah. yeah i um i i haven't watched it apart from i watched like the demon scene that um holly showed us and that's actually funny like right after we put that episode out i saw just that scene cut out and like put on tumblr and somebody was like making fun of it they thought that like the voice acting was stilted and bad and like the animation's janky and like yeah the animation's not great but um like from an acting standpoint all of the the acting in that special is it's very natural sounding like it's 
And so I'm like, no, there's nothing to make fun of here. Like, you, in a, a lot of ways, you can only hope to, like, create something that sounds so smooth and natural. Mm-hmm. Like, all of their deliveries are very good. Yeah, the pacing very isn't good. stilted at all. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> especially for an animated an animated project. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'll, I, I might watch it when we're done with this. Because, um, like, obviously, you know, I'm not going to watch, like, half of it and then stop. I think the biggest, like, um, bridge to cross for the Discworld ad- uh, adaptations is when things don't match visually what you expect them to look like. Right. When it contradicts what you want like, it to it, look cause, like. Because Pratchett and, like, his whole world have... They're, they're really good, the books, about, like, you can just kind of imagine things however you want to. He leaves a lot of wiggle room. Absolutely. Me. Despite giving even... He, he is very good at summing up the feeling of something very specifically, but the looks are mostly kind of up to you. Exactly. Right. That's, which is something that I love is that, like, he will very succinctly, in three sentences, tell you a person's vibe yeah. and nothing else. Yeah. He, He's like, you know their vibe. Like... Yeah. <laughs> like, I imagine all, all three of us here, and uh, four, including Holly, have... Very different ideas of what Tom John looks like right now, or like Quell. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Um, like I think he's very good at giving you like a framework to base your own expectations off of. Because like he will just, describe things to really you, but only like certain then. like yeah. characteristics, like just enough for you to like build an image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks good. I like. I may watch this at some point, although it is. Two hours and twenty minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but like, it looks good to like at least like like I'm like flipping through on YouTube right now and I'm like seeing scenes and I'm like, oh yeah, it's this scene like on site. Yeah, so it's very recognizable. Yeah, because like when I watch the demon scene, like I remember reading it in the book and I'm like, all of this dialogue is directly lifted. Like they didn't cut a damn thing. They didn't rewrite this at all. Mm-hmm. This is all the like when they're talking to her in her house. Um, trying to get Nanny to come outside to to talk about the demon, like all of that is is the direct. That's just the scene, and so I'm like, that is one way to do it. Like obviously adaptate. You know, there's not to be talking about you know media criticism again, <laughs> um, but like there's different philosophies on you know how you adapt a work, and lifting it straight is is definitely one of them. Yeah, and I think. Definitely when Terry, with somebody like, like Terry, who has, shit is so specific. And, like, definitely it's, you can mimic it. Like, it's, because it's such a specific style, you can mimic it very easily. Um, But, like, it might not hit the same. Yeah, I think, like, it's, it would be very hard to adapt this without, like, keeping very true to his style of writing dialogue and stuff. You would you would have to, or else people are like, you know, it it does it doesn't hit the same. Like you you would have to write Pratchettian about it. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, in in that adaptation, like Magrat does not look anything like what I imagine. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Gr- Granny and Nanny, you know, map pretty closely to to what I picture. But Magrat's really out there. Her her design is is yeah. not what I picture at all. But like, that's fine. Like the fool the fool looks excellent. I don't. I haven't seen the fool because I haven't looked at it. <laughs> he does. Seen. He does just have the stupidest fucking hat. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have for questions. 
Oh, thanks, everyone. And by everyone, I mean Jasmine. <laughs> yes, thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Jasmine. <laughs> you can find me at Several Bad Puns uh, on Twitter. You can find the show at The Discourse. You just search for Zlorf. If you Google Zlorf, uh, we're above uh, the wiki now. Um, <laughs> we're the first thing that comes up when you Google Zlorf <laughs> these days. Uh, Hell so yes. That's, yeah, that's we're, an easy uh, way pretty, to find us. Pretty big in SEO, the Zlorf baby. world. We're 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 really doing numbers out there on the the Zorf Zorf net. I bungled that so bad. I'm not going to do it again. (laughs) If you want to Zlorf the internet, you can uh, you can find us pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Flatterfoot your way down to flatterfoot your way on down to Twitter. Uh, uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe. Um, definitely we don't we don't say it very often, but you know, we're we're on all the major platforms. Um. Yeah, send a, write us a nice review, because we like to read them. Yes, I love reading them. And by all means, if you post it somewhere that, like, uh, you know, like, I I check, like, my app's, you know, review tab, and I check Apple Podcasts now and again, but if you put it somewhere that I'm not looking at, and you want it read on the show, you know, feel free to, to give us a holler. Mm-hmm. Um, our theme music is done by Maxie Satan. You can find her at Pastel Hand Grenade. Um... She rules. She's really cool. Um, Max is great. Mark, where can people find you? Uh, you internet? can follow me on Twitter at Avengifier. A-V-E-N-G-I-F-I-E-R. Um, let's see. Recently, I'm ma- making jokes about this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a bunch of like leftist stuff that I'm talking about. Pokemon. Hell yeah. That whips. Nice. Uh, Julie, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at GatsbyLow, L-O-W, uh, public school teacher. Also, just, it's nice being unlocked, uh, being on private Twitter uh, for my main account. It's just good. Um, but otherwise, you know, just shoot me a follow request or message, whatever. I'll try and find you amongst the spam. Um, but also, I, and you can also find me on Instagram at DL Hobbies, where me and my partner, Zach, uh, show off a lot of our Warhammer stuff. We've both been very busy. I was about to say that before Twitter, but I've just not had much time to be on social media lately. And uh, sadly, we've just not posted a lot of recent Warhammer stuff, but hopefully soon. Um, I'm looking forward to a two-week school break. Really, really, really looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. <laughs> but check those out. Nice. Do you guys want to hear what the what the last line of the reading is? You know I do. Yes, please. We are reading up to page 303 in our our copy, up to the line, It would be nice to say it tingled under his hands. Perhaps it did. Tingling? Okay. Nice. Yeah. There will be tingling, maybe. There, next time there will be tingling. Um. Oh, I don't like that. That's a threat. <laughs> oh, there will be you tingling. You will tingle. Um. <laughs> Well, until next time, we'll uh, see you in a few hours and a hundred years. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. See ya.
if I knew more about audio production, I would have a show called The Audacity of This Bitch.